Thank you very much for having me. And um, I've been in, in Canada for the last month, the whole of February. And if you're battling with my accent, it's not my accent. I think you've got the accent and I don't, right? <laughs> um, but it's, it's certainly been a, a great month to be here in, in Canada. The snow has followed me all the way, so I apologize for that. <laughs> um, everywhere I've been from Calgary through to, to Vancouver now, it's snowed nonstop. Um, I think God has favorites because he did it to bless me. Because in South Africa, we don't have this amount of snow, so it's been very good. But what I want to chat about this morning is, is, is the Lordship of Jesus. Um, you know, we've sung these beautiful songs, and it was such a great selection of songs. And, and the positivity of us being in Christ, and Christ being in us. But there's certain things along the journey we need to settle and um, one of those things is the Lordship of Christ over every area of our lives. And even as Nick came and prayed here towards um, the handover to me, it's, it's like almost Father's heart cry is there's some Lordship issues that he wants us to break free from. And everything the Lord does for us is for our good. Everything he does for us is for our good and for our prosperity, for our abundance, for our lives. And, and part of last year when I was here, I remember my mom had died, and I was on my way home. Um, and, and it's been quite a, a, a difficult year um, following that. Um, but there's certain things that God spoke to me, and one of the areas he didn't have absolute lordship over me was, um, was his love. And uh, part of that this morning, our, our trust is that his love will be shed in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Are we good with that? And so I want to I talk about the lordship of Jesus in our lives. And, and my starting scripture would be Hebrews chapter 11. And you know, you, you, you are busy at the moment in, in Ephesians, and I've been listening to the messages. But you know, the first bit of Ephesians, the first three Four chapters really has to do with us being in Christ. And then from there on, it's how we ought to live. And so I'm hoping to establish even the, the, the more of the Lordship of Jesus in our lives. So Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 through to 4, it says, Now faith is the assurance or the confidence of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Now there's various... Um, different uh, ESV, NIV, um, different versions, right? So I'm going to read from the one I've got here, and then you follow in, in that one, which is NIV, but they all speak the same. For by it, the people of all receive their commendation. By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the Word of God, so that what is seen is not made from things that are visible. And by faith, by faith, Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, through which he was command, commended as righteous, God commending him by accepting his gifts. And through his faith, though he died, he still speaks. And so many of the things that we read in the Word of God is for us 
But it's also where God restores so many things and brings forth these promises. And I want to bring forth some promises of the Lord with us this morning. And, and the whole story about Cain and Abel is in Genesis uh, chapter 4 and through 1 through to 8. And we're not going to read that. But I just want to remind us that Abel gave his best or the best to the Lord because he had settled some God issues in his life. And, and we give our best when we settle some God issues in our lives. And, and I think Abel must have settled the thing, the supremacy of God, that God is all-powerful, God is all-knowing, and God is everywhere. And, and, and what he could give God was the very best he had. And, and, and God wants us to give our very best that we've got to him. And Abel understood the lordship of Jesus Christ or the lordship of God over his life, over his possessions, over his future, even over his eternity. He had settled some lordship issues. And, you know, Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, if that, if that comes to us, it's the start of our lordship issues being settled because Scripture says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things, all other things will be given to you as well. And in the kingdom we have a king and that king's name is Jesus. And if we seek the king first, if we seek Jesus Christ first, that means he will rule and reign, as we sang a little earlier, on every area of our lives. He will have the first say, and he will have the last say in everything in our lives. And Genesis 4, verse 6 and 7, the Lord says to Cain, Why are you angry? And why has your face fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is contrary to you, but you must rule over it. And so, so we know with the flesh and sin, it's always crouching at the door. It's like a man's beard. You know, you shave now, but it keeps coming out. You know, and you've got to shave it again and again. And, and, and we need to rule over sin. We need to rule over the flesh. And the way we do it is to settle the lordship of Jesus in our lives. And, and Cain was ruled by his desires. And, and God himself said, if only Cain would have, if only Cain. And uh, I don't want God to say over me, if only Kenny did, if only Kenny did, I would rather give him my best so that sin doesn't crouch at the door. And that I'm very weak in my flesh. Flesh cannot be our master. So the question is, who is our master? Who is ruling in our lives? Who is reigning through us? And when the lordship of Jesus is settled, I want to tell you this good news. Our marriages, our finances, our business our relationship with children, the church, our studies, our future, everything, everything, everything in our lives will reflect the rule and reign and the lordship of Jesus Christ. And he is above all. But we need to settle 
the Lordship of Jesus. So in, in, in the application, and what I want to share is there's wisdom that comes in Proverbs. And we're going to look through Proverbs chapter 3, and we're going to look at the benefits of when we settle the Lordship of Jesus. And, and Solomon credits in, in this particular Proverbs chapter 3 that if we trust in the Lord, if we settle the Lordship of Christ over our lives, then long liberty, success, guidance, health, reward that exceeds monetary reward, um, enjoyment, peace, grace, mercy, security, confidence, all of those things are ours in Christ Jesus. How many of us want that here this morning? Well, it's to settle the Lordship of Christ, right? And so Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 1 through to 4, and pick up on the Word of God. It says, My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart, and they will prolong your life for many years and bring peace and prosperity. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablets of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. See, the Lordship of Jesus, to settle the Lordship of Jesus Christ, it's an issue of the heart. And that's where God is wanting to speak to us today. And Proverbs 3 is going to help us along that journey. Because Father is, I think Father is, is wanting us to settle some lordship issues so that we live this life in freedom. Because it's for freedom that Christ set us free in Christ Jesus. No longer to be in any sort of slavery at any level. Our addictions, everything we give to Jesus. Because Father wants us to live free. And it's for freedom he set us free. Who's ready to be set free this morning? Because through the word of God, right, we give the Holy Spirit something to work with. And, and I'm excited to, to be able to share something of the word of God. But let's trust that, uh, that Jesus is going to get his way this morning. Cool. So when the Lordship of Jesus is settled in our hearts, we will, the first point, trust in the Lord. When I was in September, um, I, I had bacterial issues, and I was in hospital and uh, on the deathbed, and then my, my, my heart got messed up a little. And in that moment... I had to settle the Lordship of Jesus in terms of trust. And I know, I've been in ministry a long time, I know if I had died, where I would be. No problem. But there was something of that moment that do I really trust the Lord in all things. So Proverbs 3 verse 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Does all mean all in Canada like it does in South Africa? With all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. It is required for us that we put our trust, 
that we know who the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is, and that, that we know them that well that we can put our trust and our hope in them and through them. When we trust God, mercy comes, forgiveness comes, acceptance comes, kindness comes, love comes, and truth is written on our hearts, and we can live in the grace of God because Jesus came with truth and grace. When truth is in our hearts, then instead of fighting, we embrace. Instead of continued sin, we walk in His righteousness. Instead of being served, we learn how to serve. And the promise attached when we settle the lordship of Jesus in the area of trust, the promise for us, us is that God will make our way straight. No more zigzag, no more distractions, no more letting the flesh lead us, no more living with offense or doubt, but walking in Jesus Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life, and it comes with ease. A lot of life through COVID and coming out of COVID has been gritty, you know, like, <laughs> if we settle the lordship of Jesus in the area of trust, it's like the Holy Spirit oil gets poured and we walk and laugh with ease. Why? Because our trust is in God. When we trust in the Lord, we learn that God is a good, good, good Father. He's slow to anger, abounding in love, and wants to pour His love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. And it causes us to run to Him and not from Him. Even if we do sin, we don't run from Him. We run to Him. We learn that Father is for us. And not against us. We learn that we are more than overcomers in Christ Jesus. We learn that we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Why? Because we trust Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Second one is when the, when we, when the Lordship of Jesus is settled in our hearts, we will fear the Lord. Second point, fear the Lord. Proverbs 3, verse 7 and 8. Do not be wise in your own eyes, for the Lord, fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. How many of us require healing this morning? Body, soul, and spirit. See, we cannot be wise in our own eyes. We don't lean to our understanding. You know, sometimes with, with godly things, we don't need to understand it all. We just need to obey because we trust in God. We desperately need to stop thinking we have all the answers. And we desperately, as a people of God, need to, need to not think of ourselves more highly than we ought to. But we also don't think of ourselves as these weaklings. We are more than conquerors in Christ. We are positive. We are confident. In the face of life and in the face of enemy, we are incredibly powerful. But we do not boast about it to others that we are better than others. 
You see, fearing the Lord is seeing God who He really is. He's awesome, He's powerful, He's loving, He's full of grace. He's just a cool, cool God. And if you live in Canada, it's probably a cold, cold, no, no, cool, cool, cool God. <laughs> He's amazing. And, and so fearing the Lord, he's seeing God as he really is. God in Christ Jesus does have all the answers and has the power to bring to pass everything he said he would do. To shun evil is to have a constant commitment to do the next thing right. And do our best to walk in the ways of God. I think we need to settle in this fear of the Lord. Settle that holiness and being set apart for the purposes of God is still in the Bible. He requires us to live a holy life. To fear the Lord is simply to love like God loves. <laughs> our hearts our hearts need to be, and, and, and I almost want to say must be, that we don't want to bring harm to anyone else. We want to extend the love of God to the deserving and to the undeserving. Why? Because we fear the Lord. Why? Because the power of the love of God drives out fear. It covers a multitude of sin. It is so powerful that relationships can be healed. <laughs> That's how powerful the love of God is. So when we fear the Lord, we actually fill our lives with the love of God because nothing will be impossible for us. The fear of the Lord brings freedom, but the fear of man brings bondage. And I would rather walk in the fear of the Lord than the fear of man, Right? Father's love is so, so, so powerful. And the promise of the fear of the Lord, when we walk in the awe of who God is, is health and its nourishment to our bones. It gives us energy. When you don't have energy, just look to God. Let Him fill you with the love. And the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in us will quicken our mortal bodies. Healing is under the lordship of Jesus. Deliverance is under the lordship of Jesus. The power of God is under the lordship of Jesus. And to fear God does not mean that we live in terror. Rather, it means that we love God and we're in awe of how stunning He is and how beautiful He is and how powerful He is through His love. Psalm 147, verse 11. The Lord takes pleasure in those who fear Him, in those whose hope is in His steadfast, steadfast love. Oh, that we can have the fear of the Lord and settle the Lordship of Jesus. Just how great, how great is our God. When the Lordship of Jesus is settled, we will honor the Lord. Third point, we will honor the Lord. Proverbs 3, verse 9 through 10. Honor the Lord with your wealth, 
with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. See, in this scripture, it mentions that we are to settle the lordship of Christ over all of our crops, over all of our possessions, over everything that we have, because it all belongs to him. Whether it's first fruits giving, whether it's tithing, whether it's, whether it's apostolic giving, whether it's giving to the poor, you know, all of these things is under the lordship of Jesus, and it never becomes law, like we have to, we have to, we must, we must. No, if we honor God and we know where it all comes from, and we just honor him, and we settle the lordship of Jesus over honoring him with all of our possessions, then he can open up heaven to pour out so much blessing. And I know, I know many churches abuse this type of thing, and it becomes like sow your seed, and there's no manipulation in honoring God if we believe and we settle the lordship that it all belongs to him. Then it's a joy. Then it's a joy. It becomes the supernatural ability to give with a thankful heart because of what God's got and what he's given us. Abel gave his very, very, very best, and it was acceptable to the Lord because Abel gave with a grateful and a thankful heart. And that's why Scripture says God loves a cheerful giver. <laughs> why? Because we know whose it belongs to. We know it is his. And we can settle the issue of lordship. We can settle the issue that if there's lack, we can fight for his abundance to come. We settle the issue when we honor God that he is our provider. And all our source of life and godliness comes from him. But we need to honor him. How many of us need to know we need to settle some lordship issues, right? Just the, the grace of God. Because he wants to set us free. Because it's for freedom that he set us free. And the promise for us, if we settle the lordship of Jesus Christ over our finances, over our lives, is provision and protection. The promise goes on that we'll get new concepts, new thoughts. Deuteronomy chapter 8, where, where, where God says that to create wealth is a covenant he makes with us. His covenant with us. <laughs> but we need to honor him with everything we've got. I'll move along with that one quite quickly. <laughs> the next one, I think maybe it shouldn't be be said, yeah, but let me give it a try, right? <laughs> the next one, if we settle the lordship of Jesus in our hearts, we will accept the discipline of the Lord. Proverbs 3, verse 11 and 12, my son, do not despise the Lord's discipline and do not resent his rebuke because the Lord disciplines those he loves. As a father, the son, he delights it. When it comes to the discipline of the Lord, we need to understand He loves us <laughs> and He delights in us. And why? He wants us to grow from glory to glory to glory, ever becoming like Jesus Christ. And many times we need a little bit of nudging. We need a little bit of discipline because 
book of Hebrews says that he, he strengthens our feet. He strengthens feeble knees. He strengthens our arms when we walk in his discipline. We are to line ourselves with Father's purposes and his great love for us. And that he delights in it. And he takes time to help us to walk as kingdom of God citizens to the glory of our Father. Discipline takes us humbling ourselves because we know that God loves us and he delights in us. We cannot blame God for his discipline if we keep on living to please the flesh. If we keep on living to please ourselves, if we don't live according to the word of God, or we don't, you know, we don't make ourselves available to the promptings of the Holy Spirit, who can help us with all of our sufferings, who can set us free with everything. And then God comes and he says, I want to guide you. I want to remove obstacles. I want to provide for you. But I want to be your God. I want to be your Father who loves you and delights in you so that some of the discipline will make us better Christ-like citizens of the kingdom. The Lord's discipline is not punishment. <laughs> Please can I say it again? The Lord's discipline is not punishment. It is remedial. It is intended to make us strong. It is good news. <laughs> it is perfect for us. We learn much by being disciplined. We learn to identify actions that are not pleasing to God. And we learn that certain things that are not biblical does stop our progress into everything God has and wants to do for us. When the Lord disciplined Jonah, for his rebellious attitude, he prepared a great fish to swallow him. <laughs> and the whale was the Lord's messenger to save Jonah out of a stormy sea. But it was also the means whereby the Lord taught Jonah to obey him. When we settle the lordship of Jesus around the area of discipline, we will, without a doubt, know that God loves us and he delights over us. Of late, I've often said to the Lord, here I am. If there's anything that's stopping me from progressing into everything you've got, tell me. Help me. Discipline me. Because I know he loves me. And I know he delights in me. And I think we need to settle the issue that Father disciplines us because of that. It's that love that says, I don't want to be the same as I'm today, tomorrow. But Lord, sometimes I'm hard of hearing. Sometimes maybe, you know, being a South African, I'm too stubborn. And I've got to get before the Lord and say, hey, if there needs to be discipline, go for it. Because I know it's for my good and it's for your glory. Amen? Settle the issues of 
discipline. And then when the Lordship of Jesus is settled in our hearts, we will walk in the wisdom of the Lord. We will walk in the wisdom of the Lord. When we, when we settle when we settle the Lordship of Jesus in our hearts, we are united with Him, and then we are led by the Holy Spirit. And we got the Word of God, and we got a whole lot of angels that come and minister to us. We settle forever the fact that God is our source when we settle the issue and we walk in the wisdom of the Lord. We settle the fact that we also have access to all of his wisdom, all of his resources, all of heaven becomes ours when we settle the issue of the wisdom of the Lord. Uh, uh, how many of us want to walk in the wisdom of the Lord? Just, Lord, your wisdom in every area. We will never doubt his ability to heal, to provide, to love, and to deliver us. If we settle the issue and the lordship of Jesus in the area of the wisdom of the Lord, we begin to say, Lord, as you think, I will think and I will be and I will do. Proverbs 3, verse 13 to 18. Blessed are those who find wisdom, those who gain understanding, for she is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold. She's more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life is in her right hand, and in her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are pleasant ways, and all her paths are peace. She's a tree of life to those who take hold of her. Those who hold her fast will be blessed. I want the wisdom. I want to settle the wisdom of the Lord so I can reap these benefits of the Lord. When I wake up in the morning, I want to dream at night just the wisdom of the Lord in my life. And when we settle the issues of the Lordship of Jesus in terms of us listening, understanding, reading, and we are led by the Holy Spirit, we embrace Father's promises that are mentioned, promises like our lives will be more profitable than silver. Our lives will have better returns than gold. Who knows, to get better returns than gold is almost impossible. But with God it is possible. If we settle the issue of the wisdom of God in our lives, that He knows the beginning from the end, He knows all things, and He knows the future. And he's not going to be surprised by sudden disaster like we are. But the wisdom of God says no matter what happens into the future, we stand as his sons and daughters in this kingdom that cannot be shaken. We need the wisdom of God in this day and age. Nothing we desire compares to the wisdom of the Lord. In his left hand are the riches and honor. And all our paths will be peace, and we will be at peace. Something, a little bit of that we need today even. The peace of God. The peace of Jesus. Proverbs 3, verse 19 and 20. By wisdom the Lord laid the earth's foundations. By understanding he set the heavens in place. 
by his knowledge, the watery depths were divided and the clouds let drop the snow in Vancouver. <laughs> when we accept the wisdom and we settle the issue of lordship of Jesus and the wisdom of Jesus, and we make that the center of our character, we join in harmony with many, many thousands of Christians all over the world and say nothing is impossible for us when we have the wisdom of God. Nothing. When a sick person is put in front of it, nothing's impossible. When we see the lack in our bank account, nothing is impossible when we walk in the wisdom of God. Right? When we settle the lordship of Jesus in our hearts, the Lord will be our confidence. See, Proverbs 3, verse 21 to 26. My son, do not let wisdom and understanding out of your sight. Preserve sound judgment and discretion. They will be life for you, an ornament to grace your neck. Then you will go on your way in safety, and your foot will not stumble. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. Have no fear of sudden disaster or of the ruin that overtakes the wicked. For the Lord will be at your side and will keep your foot from being snared. Oh my, what incredible promises. That when we walk in the wisdom of God, we also have his confidence. I want to be in the confidence because wisdom allows us the reality that our future will include some undesired effects. But when we have the wisdom of the Lord, it helps us to trust in the Lord and not fear where we're living. If we do these two things, trust in the Lord, and we act in the wisdom of the Lord, if we do these things, we please God. Because our trust is in God. Our confidence is in God. We fear the Lord because of His awesomeness. We do not need to be afraid of sudden fear. Difficulties come. And they will keep on coming, friends. I, I can prophesy that. But you know, when we understand the wisdom of the Lord and we live in His confidence, we do not fear, we do not worry about them because they will come whether we worry or we don't worry. But when I'm in the confidence of the Lord, whatever comes, comes. Because in us, greater is He that's in us than anything that's out there in the world. Proverbs 3, 21 to 26, offers us a path to wisdom. And as we've seen in this chapter 3, the starting place of everything is to fear God, is to trust God. Because onslaught is coming, but we have confidence in God. 
Our confidence is not in the world. Our confidence is in the finished work of the cross. Our confidence is being seated in heavenly places above all principalities, powers. That's where our confidence is. But we need to settle the lordship of Jesus in terms of our confidence. And if, our, if we settle it, our confidence is in Christ and everything is done for us for life and godliness, we can be confident in this life. But we need to settle the lordship of Jesus. Who are we going to believe? The wisdom of God empowers us to make good choices, to make God choices. And it, it, it helps us to align ourselves with a victorious God. As a Christian, we never, never, ever lose if our confidence is in God. We have losses, but we don't lose because of the finished work of Jesus Christ. We do not have to fear circumstances or the snares of life because we have put our faith and our trust in the Lord and He's all-powerful and our stand is strong in this life because our confidence is in the Lord. How many of us need to settle the issue of trusting in the Lord to have confidence of the Lord? Then the last one, when the Lordship of Jesus is settled in our hearts, it will be where we live and have our being. Proverbs 3, verse 27. All of that, our confidence in God, all of what we just shared, brings us to the place of how we live this out. And so Proverbs 3, verse 27 to 35. Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due, when it is in your power to act. Do not say to your neighbor, come back tomorrow and I'll give it to you, when you already have it with you. Do not plumb harm, plot harm against your neighbor, who lives trustworthy or trustfully near you. Do not accuse anyone for no reason, when they have done you no harm. Do not envy the violent or choose any of their ways. For the Lord detests the wicked, but he blesses the home of the righteous. He mocks proud mockers, but he shows favor to the humble. The wise inherit honor, but fools only get shame. You see, friends, and I can't call this church friends, because we love you. Me and Maureen really love this church. We love the eldership. We love the leadership. But I really want to say today that the righteous live by faith in the Word of God. In this final sections of Proverbs, Proverbs 3 that we've read, the Word of God gives us some general principles about relationships, both with God and with each other. Because everything we do, if we settle the lordship of Jesus in the various areas that I spoke about, maybe you've got some other areas you need to settle the lordship. Maybe those chains you know, that Nick spoke about is chaining you and break those because you need to settle 
the Lordship of Jesus is so that we can live free in this life and we can live confidently in this life. And, and the Word of God gives us these principles so that we can honor God and we can honor each other. Our vertical influence, our vertical life with God has our horizontal effects. And so when we get this, we can walk very good in this way. We are instructed to show honor and integrity, trustworthiness, peace and contentment to others. This passage also contrasts the response of God to those who defy his will and his plans versus his actions towards those who honor him. And again, I would ask us this morning to, you know, we bond servants of the Lord. And I would, I would, I would really ask us this morning to say, Lord, if there's areas of lordship I need to settle in my life because I want chains broken, I want to receive the blessing of, of, of the Father, I want to walk in the inheritance and the promises of all you have for me. But if I've closed the door of my heart to the lordship of some things, open it up this morning if I may ask that. Open it up and let Christ come in because it's for your good and for my good to the glory of a father that wants to, us to live in abundance and wants us to be free as his bond servants. We've been marked by the Holy Spirit. We've been set apart by the Holy Spirit to receive the blessings of the Lord. But there is this thing we need to settle the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Maybe be a faith people who will also be named in the courts of heaven like Abel because we've given the Lord our best. Could I ask us to stand if, if you're comfortable standing now? By settling the Lordship of Jesus over every area of our lives. May he be king. May he rule and reign over those areas that maybe we've closed the door. Maybe you've been hurt. Maybe there's a chain holding you. Maybe words have been spoken over you and you're thinking more low of yourself than you ought to. I don't know what it is that we go through, but one thing I do know is God wants to set his people free. And the way to be set free is settle the lordship of Jesus over those areas of our hearts. I shared a few. shared my own journey that God wanted me to settle the issue of the love of God over my heart. But won't you just take a minute for a few seconds and just ask God to come and be Lord. Maybe it's over your work. Maybe it's relationships. Maybe it's lack. You're experiencing lack and not the abundance of God. Have the Lordship of Christ over every area. So Jesus, I want you to be Lord. Maybe studies. I don't know. I don't know what it is. So I'm going to stop talking now for a few seconds. Just let God come, okay? Are we good? Because he loves us and he delights in us, right? So I'll, I'll let us work with that for a moment. And then hand over to Nick. Mm. Come, We're just going to sing a, 
a song here and just as, as, as we're singing, just allow the Lord to work. It's a very simple question. I like it because it, it, it pertains to everyone in the room. Lord, is there anything there? Lead us. When I cross-examine myself, it's a dangerous thing because I'm harsh on myself. But when he, he is gentle, Lord, you do it. Lord, you, you, the stuff that's in the way, these issues of lordship. The Lord once said to me, he said, just like Peter, he said, who do you say that I am? The Lord said to me, who do you live that I am? And it was a challenge to my life. And it's such a pure thing when the Lord challenges us because he leads us on the way out. So Lord, just cross-examine. Have your way. No games with God. You see it all. Everything's naked.